0: Hello, world, and happy Mother's Day weekend. We are the ladies of Nerditude. (laughs) My name's Francine. I'm Jill. And, uh, yeah, happy belated Mother's Day to all mom listeners out there. Animal moms, people moms. We don't discriminate. All the moms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So speaking of... Family relationships. I'm gonna to try to do a segue. Oh, yeah, I was like, close. what? Yeah, I was, <laughs> for it. um, there's moms in these books. Uh, this kicks off our Palooza of Hunger Games episodes. Because mm-hmm. we realize that we have never actually dedicated like any episodes to the Hunger Games, the books, the movies, nothing at all. Um, and you're a big fan. I am. So we're we're gonna dive in and try to do this thing. I'm the noob here. <laughs> um, I realized in watching the first movie, uh, that I have never actually watched one of these movies all the way through. Shame. I thought I had, I had not. <laughs> so it sounds like you got,
1: close-ish.
0: I got close. I was like, Oh yeah, I've seen at least the first half of the first movie. I thought I had seen the second one. And then I watched some of the second one, and I was like, oh, yeah, no. I have not seen this before. Um, I think it's one of those things, I imagine, like Harry Potter, where it's became such a part of, like, popular culture that you kind of just know what happens in a lot of the sort of Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm aware.
1: I, Mm -hmm. like, know this series. Through osmosis, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you kind of know what happens.
0: Yeah. Sure. But I was like, oh, I've never actually, like, sat down and watched these. So um, I have now... Started the process of watching all of them, but you like you like went to the movies to see them, mm-hmm. and, like you read the books mm-hmm. and all that. So you're our, our expert here.
1: I'm the, I'm the. I virgin. mean, no you know pressure. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uh it was actually. <sighs> I'm not sure when this, let me whip out my book here. (laughs) When this first got published. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Copyright 2008. Okay. So I was a sophomore in college. Mm. Okay. Um, when these came out and, or, well, the first one Mm -hmm. I should say. Um, and I remember it being like a big damn deal. Mm. Yeah, but I was at that weird age where I was like, "Ah, but it's like young adult." And <laughs> remember, kids, that this was around the time that Twilight was popular ah. and stuff. And so mm-hmm. my <clears throat> willingness to believe other people on what was good Fair. and what wasn't was a little shaky. Fair, I mean, and we were bur- we were all burned. Well, and one of the things that a lot of people kept talking about in this was that there was a love triangle. And I was like, okay, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I was, I don't remember if I was, I don't remember what bookstore I was at or anything, but... They were just like flying off the shelves and then I was like, I don't know. And so, you know, you go over there and you kind of flip through the first chapter or whatever because I've cheated myself out of things before because Mm -hmm. I was trying to be like a hipster about it, you know, like, (laughs) I don't, it's like popular and I don't like it (laughs) kind of thing. Uh, so I went over there and I read the first chapter and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll see what this is about. I read this in an afternoon. Mm Mm-hmm and I was hooked after mm. that, um, so... And how long did you have to wait? Because I remember,
0: like, picking up the Harry Potter books, kind of bleh, up to, like, four or five was already out, and so I could kind of catch up, but if you started uh, this, like, when the first one came out...
1: Let's see, the second one... Did you find yourself just, like, hounding for the next one? No, because the second one came out, and it looks like copyright 2009. Oh, so they weren't she, really that far apart. She, uh, yeah, and then I think, I don't have the third book with me, but, um... I think they all came out pretty quick. That's
0: good for fans who, like, you know, if you're devouring it, like.
1: Well, because the movie for the first one came out in 2012, mm-hmm. and all three books were out by then.
0: Ah, uh, so it was just between 2008 and 2012, yeah. at most. If I recall correctly,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, they're, you know, I think I just. What I thought it was versus what it actually was. Hmm. was kind of surprising at yeah. the time cuz you know I thought oh it's going to be like some teenage girl twilight shit yeah. quite frankly um yeah and it's
0: not yeah the female protagonist was not having a good time <laughs> during this time no. in like the YA world you Mm-mm. know so it, it definitely gives you some baggage Potential baggage that you go into, and you're like, please not Bella. Um, you know, like, don't don't do this to me. YA auth- female YA authors writing female protagonists were sullied. Okay, so do you recognize the name of the author? <laughs> Only from these books, <laughs> nothing else.
1: She also wrote for Clarissa explains it all. It's a very different... And The Mystery Files of Shelby Wu, which for our younger people... Um, <laughs> That's true. ...were totally shows that we watched on Nickelodeon growing yeah. up.
0: Yeah, very different uh, look at young adulthood, I'm going to say. A tad. Clarissa and Katniss are similar in some ways, but also extremely different in some ways. They're both very rebellious. Uh, they both definitely, like, know... You know, uh, they're strong female protagonist leads, but very, very different worlds. Mm. Although that does make me miss Elvis, the alligator from Clarissa's room. Yeah. He lived in the kiddie pool. Yeah. Kids out there, if you've never watched Clarissa Explains It All, it is 90s-tastic. You should go and watch it because all that 90s stuff is cool again.
1: She'd be like the coolest teenager. I bet it's on Paramount because they have all the Nickelodeon stuff. I'm sure. You should go check it out. Young Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. And then compare it to this. <laughs> and compare it to this because that's really weird. Um,
0: Yeah. Clearly she knows how to, how to appeal to young adult
1: audiences. Yeah. Um, just with very different material. Yeah. And I would say, like, this is kind of only young adult, in my opinion, because of the age mm. of the characters. Uh, if you made this... Like if they were adult characters, this would be <laughs> not a young like adult a, story,
0: like a horror story <clears throat> like it goes directly like right into that place, like psychological yeah. thriller suspense kind of business. So if you didn't put this in the YA category, that's totally like dystopian psychological suspense is where I would put it if the characters had been adults. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's definitely
1: fair. Yeah. So, uh, where do you want to start since you're the uh,
0: I don't one with all the questions? <laughs> I have so many questions. Um, so this episode we're going to focus on just the first book and movie, The Hunger Games, aptly titled. Um, there will be spoilers ahead for the first, we're going to try to keep it to like one book per episode, right? So that we like don't spoil future things in an episode. Um, but That's kind of the warning that you get, is that there will be spoilers for the first book and movie Mm -hmm. in this episode. Where do we want to start? So talk me through the, uh, like, intro, the sort of background that we get in the movie, because it kind of jumped right in with, like, A little bit of background, but not a ton. Do we get a lot of background on, like, this whole uprising and the Hunger Games and the war and, like, the country and everything in the book? Is
1: it, like, explained a little bit more? It's explained more. It's a little more, like, scattered throughout Mm -hmm. the book. It's because it's the books are told from Katniss's point of view. Okay. So, but she, mm, she thinks a lot to herself about... Why she's in the situation that she's in. Mm. So she explains a lot of things uh, just by thinking about them. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah sense, I'm sure it does.
0: I kind of felt like dropped right in. <laughs> like we got that little bit of like text at the beginning of the movie, and then. The two, like, news infotainment. Um, I don't know anybody's name, by the way. I'm going to need a little bit of help with character names because (laughs) they flew at me really fast. Um, Cesar and whatever Toby Jones' character's name is. um, The two announcer guys. uh, They're talking at the beginning. Mm -hmm. They're kind of, like, explaining, you know. And then we get that little video before the reaping. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get my terms girl lingo down here um we get that little video about the war and like the sacrifice and like you know the crumbling of the country and then how they rebuilt it um but i felt like i was just going along with it <laughs> you know like i don't really feel like i understand the the background of why people like put their children it's not voluntarily So could you, I mean, Finn and I, my husband and I were talking about this last night when we were watching these movies. Um, Could you, like, hide your children? No. You can't. That's what the blood and all of that and, like, the registry and stuff Mm -hmm. was, right? So it's, like, compulsory. Like, you're, like, registered. And they know how old you are. And -hmm. and there's no, like, my kid died. No, they didn't. I'm just hiding them under the floorboards. There's, like, no way to escape this.
1: No. There's... No way to, to get out of it. Um, because, well, okay. So it's not in the movie. Mm -hmm. So book spoilers, ahoy. Um, I guess it kind of is in the movie, but you know when they're in the Capitol and there's that lady dressed all in red standing in the corner Mm -hmm. and she doesn't say anything. Yes. She's like the waitress servant. servant of the house. Yeah. Um, those are people who ran away. Oh, and were found by the capital, and they get their tongues cut out, and they're basically forced into slavery. Jeez, are they found as children who ran away, or like just anyone? Anyone? Wow. Okay. So in the book, it's not in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day, Katniss is out in the woods, mm-hmm. and That's a lot of time in the woods she does, <laughs> uh, and she sees. These two people mm-hmm. on the run, and one of those hovercraft things comes in. She hides, and they find those two people, but not her. Mm-hmm. And so later, when she's in the capital, she recognizes that girl.
0: Ah. So they, it happens quick, too. Mm-hmm. Like they, pr- there's no, like, trial process thing. They just no. like, catch you, and it's truly a police state.
1: Yeah. Which I did gather. Yeah. But... So, I mean, even if you think you're going to run, like... It doesn't ever really turn out well mm-hmm. for anybody. So, yeah, uh, they're very aware of where everybody is.
0: That's wild, because they don't track. There's not, like, trackers on everyone. I know no. trackers on them in the game, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But, like, the, the amount of, I guess, like, security and, like, the police state-ness, I kind of
1: only gleaned. It also depends on what district you're in. Mm. So... District 12 is one of the outliers. Mm -hmm. And so nobody really cares about them Mm. as much. Uh, As long as they turn in their coal, they kind of... And so their peacekeepers, they kind of mention it in the movie... Uh, the hob, yeah, the, like the little market, relax, right? Um, yeah, because they're like, oh, we're out here mm-hmm. in the it's boondocks, the yeah. and no one cares. So you know, yeah, we'll let you. That's why the fence isn't electrified like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll let you go out there, and you know, as long as you don't cause any trouble, we still get to eat. stuff like that so you can sell stuff to peacekeepers there but if you lived in like district four you're probably not going to get away with that
0: Mm -hmm. so it's like the closer you are to the (coughs) center the more tightly controlled the more they care yeah does that also like coincide i had a little bit of trouble understanding with what each district did Mm-hmm. Like what they contributed, you know, they kind of drop hints, like what everyone's wearing and like yeah, what people's jobs are. Like we see kind of the miners. That's the only reason I knew that district 12 was mining. Yeah. Um. But like, does it go out from the city center of like how important the resources are?
1: No, no. So, okay. okay. So Panem, <laughs> help me understand Panem, the country, mm-hmm. I guess we'll call it that this takes place in used to be the United States. Sure. Okay. parts of Canada. The capital is basically where Denver was. Mm. Okay. And then the natural disasters, war, all these other things. Basically, California is gone. Okay. And a couple of other states like that were around the edge or like underwater and stuff Mm -hmm. now. So it's smaller. Yeah. It's smaller and it's shaped a little bit differently. And it's kind of like... I think I, know, I had a map, but, um, think about it this way. Okay. So like lumber is going to come from the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it'll be closer. fishing is from a coast, mm-hmm. things like that. So they're kind of closer to, and I believe like where we would land if we were in Panem, we're technology. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. That's S- <clears throat> three.
1: <five>. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure it's three. Okay. It's all right, Pretty it's sure it's not. three or four, but, uh, like whatever. Something closer yeah. in. Yeah. Less boony, uh, Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so like district 12 would be like the coal mines of like West Virginia mm-hmm. okay. and places like that. So yeah, there, it, it just is like what happens to be in that area. Gotcha. Okay.
0: That makes sense. And then outside, when she, like, goes, so at the beginning of the movie, we Mm -hmm. see her taking care of the family. Uh, Her dad is deceased, Mm -hmm. is my understanding from the first movie. Um, She has a little sister. She Mm -hmm. becomes important throughout the story. Very. Um, And a mom. Mm -hmm. And she, like, goes under the fence, which I assume was the border of District 12. Yes. What is on the other side of that border? Is it just, like, just forest, just empty land, like, no one lives there? No, there's they're not like using it for
1: stuff either. Not that anybody knows of. It's kind of like um, no man's land. But they're also the reason there is a fence around District Twelve. Is there's bears and stuff out in the woods. Uh, so mutts live out there. Mm. So. They have the fence to keep that stuff out. I see. So it's like the wilds, like the frontier that you want
0: to protect people from. And then you also want to keep the people from like running away. Mm -hmm. So it's a two way. Yeah. So she could have gotten in big trouble. I got the impression that she could have gotten in big trouble for like leaving and being outside the fence. But I didn't understand the like, you know, you're running away. You're like a fugitive. I assumed they would be like, you're not allowed to hunt there. And like you know, that would be what would make them mad. So again, context was a little bit missing. Yeah, from the movie. No, that's fair. <laughs> Thank you for explaining sure. that to me. Um, I was kind of like, wouldn't everybody just hunt, or like, wouldn't they
1: like make use of all of this space? In the book, it's kind of like the peacekeepers know that she do it. That she does it. Um... But they don't say anything because she brings them back yeah. game. She said something about, like, I would sell it to the PCs yeah. who are here. Um, but they still prefer that she does it when they're not looking so that they can feign ignorance sure. later. Sure. There seems to be a lot
0: of, like you said, in, in District 12 at least, like a lot of things that are not abiding by the rules. But everyone kind of just, like, looks the other way. Yeah. You know, like the whole marketplace, uh, PETA giving her bread. Because that doesn't seem like everyone is thrilled with that, but, like, it was happening. Uh,
1: that was his family. So, one thing that's not covered in the movie, okay. by the He's way. Okay, explain. Okay, so <laughs> um, there's, there was a lot of controversy when this movie came out because it uh, a couple of the characters don't look mm. how they should. And a lot of people were like, this is whitewashing and, and things like that. I personally think that Jennifer Lawrence did a really great job, but mm. I can see the point that they made. So, in the books... <clears throat> uh, the people who live in District 12, there's two types of people, uh, mostly distinguished by skin and hair color. Mm-hmm. So the coal miners are usually kind of more Hispanic or Native American looking. Mm-hmm. And then the upper class, as much as they can be upper class in this situation, are usually like blonde. Okay. Um, and they're doing not the mining. They're, they're like doing... merchants. Okay. So um, PETA's family... Is, yeah, they're merchants, right? And so he's got the blonde hair and everything. Mm-hmm. So in in the books, Katniss has like gray eyes and darker skin and things like that. Um, and it's like a class thing mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and it's not very common for people to intermarry. Okay. Between those two classes and things. But Katniss's parents did. Mm. Oh. Because her mom and her sister are, are blonde. Blonde. Mm. Yeah. So, her dad, who died in a mining accident, which is also the same mining accident that killed Gail's dad.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize Gail's dad was dead.
1: Yep. Yeah, he's like right over he's the like the head of that family because his, his dad is gone too. Got it. That was how they met. Okay. Was their dad's died on the same day. Makes sense. <clears throat> and so, um... But, yeah, uh, her dad was from what they call the Seam, which is the mining part Mm. of town. And her mom was from the merchant class. Mm. And they fell in love, and she gave up a whole bunch of stuff to be with him. And then he died. And then he died. Very sad. And so she's, like, extra shell-shocked because she doesn't have any survival skills.
0: That makes a lot more sense of why... Like when Katniss got reaped, she was like, Don't fall apart. Like, don't do mm-hmm. what you did when dad died again. Like, you're yeah. all that my sister has now. Yeah. So, I put that into
1: context. That right. I just thought her mom would So, make. when she was out there starving to death in the rain and PETA threw her that bread, his, in the book, his parents beat him for that. Which we kind of see his mom like slap. Yeah. And stuff. Um, in particular, his mom is very unpleasant mm-hmm. because she uh, kind of looks down her nose at all these other people. And Peta is like, but she was starving. What was I supposed to do? And mm-hmm. she's like, you feed that to the pigs, Would not, he- not the, yeah. the other people. And I think in the book she says something like, no one decent will buy burned bread, go feed it to the pigs. And But he burnt it on purpose mm. because he saw her outside.
0: That... Was really not clear. <laughs> yeah. So. I see. Okay. That gives me a lot more context into like what, cause that's sort of told in pieces through flashback and they talk mm-hmm. about it a little bit, but I did not get the whole context of what was happening. I was like, Oh, they know each other because like she was hungry, which I
1: didn't. didn't really yeah. They understand. didn't really show that very well, but at that point, she was starving to death because her dad had died and her mom couldn't take care of the family. Yeah. And so that was before she had like learned how to hunt. Like her dad used to take her into the woods and stuff, but like she hadn't really gotten those skills yet and, and everything. So she, um, but then she didn't want to go home empty handed. And she sat down under this tree in a rainstorm. And she was just like, this is where they'll find me. People starve to death here. Mm -hmm. And that's when PETA saved her. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So that <clears throat> kind of gives me like a lot of context. I have more questions about these now that I know that there's like two sort of types of people in district 12, they don't get like reaped any differently.
1: No, everybody, that's the thing is like, it's kind of an, an imagined difference mm-hmm. that they have themselves. Like they've created a yeah, sort of division because like the merchants sell a lot to the peacekeepers and stuff and they get, things that the people in the seam don't get. So like, if you're going to bake bread, you're getting flour and sugar and things like that. And his bakery sells cakes and nice things. Cake decorating. Right. So they have access to things that Katniss's family doesn't, but it's kind of like Rue says later, we have access to it, but that doesn't mean we get to eat it. Mm, But there are people who think that they're better just because they have access to those things. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: When I was thinking to myself when he was talking later in the movie about cake decorating and how that makes him, like, skilled at um, painting for Mm -hmm. the camouflage, I was like, who are they selling decorated cakes to in that district?
1: Now I understand a little bit better. Also, (laughs) in the books, but not in the movie, there is a mayor Mm. and his family. Okay, so, like, in each district, there is a mayoral family that represents the capital, right? So they have... Pretty much whatever the capital has, they're like mm-hmm. the rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, Katniss is friends with the mayor's daughter, okay. whose name is Madge, and she's the one who gives her this the Mockingjay, not, mocking the, lady J, not the lady at the okay. at the Hob.
0: It makes a lot more um, sense because I was also like, "How did they get that like fancy thing?" Yeah,
1: um, really
0: there was really
1: yeah. context here. <laughs> um, it was a it was a cut character, mm-hmm. um, basically, but every. Uh, district has uh, an upper crust type um, to keep that district in line. Sure. And if I recall correctly, um, they get done away with Mm. because they let people in district 12 kind of, they were a little too much, a little soft hearted. Yeah. That seems to be the theme here that if I'm too soft, for everyone else. they just like do away with you. Yeah. So um that would be somebody that mm. they that would be buying cake and stuff gotcha. like that.
0: So that these people like your mayoral family, they're not
1: elected, I'm assuming. No. They are they're like sent, sent from the capital. Okay. And then uh if I recall correctly, they like they kind of keep it in the family, mm. so like that family's been there a while, so, so no, which not, is Christine. which is why they which is why they're soft mm. because they've been there and they've seen what happens to these people. Sure, and they grow up alongside them yep. because they live there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so yeah, people. so Madge, the the mayor's daughter, uh, goes to school with Katniss mm. and Peta and Gail. That makes more sense.
0: So that brings me to a question about Effie. Okay. Because originally when I thought I knew this movie, (laughs) I thought that Effie was like the child wrangler who was like sent around to all the districts. Mm -mm. And then I realized that she's specifically assigned Mm -hmm. to District 12. Yes. But other than that new understanding, I don't understand her job.
1: So. (laughs) What does she do? (laughs) Um she's like there to teach them the ropes of the capital. Okay. So okay. she's like a mentor but for kind culture. Of. Yes. Not for the games. Right. Okay. Because imagine Hamish trying to tell you how to navigate the and capital, to right? How to, yeah. Like what manners are and yeah. even though Hamish has won the games, he doesn't know the intricacies of all the other stuff, like mm. getting a designer and doing all these mm. things. So that's Effie's job. Got it. And in the books, she is a little sour that she got assigned to district 12. Really? Because that is the loser district. They, they like, mm. well, they're. I mean, only they only runners. have, they only have the one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's <clears throat> slim Pickens. It seemed like, well, at one point there was two of them, but I think rummage just like disappeared or something, mm. but, and Hamish uh, is much worse in the books. He's a really, um, he's a raging alcoholic. Mm. Like at the reaping, he falls off the stage. He's so drunk. Oh, Lord.
0: Was he even at the reaping
1: in the, in movie? the movie?
0: No. Okay. <clears throat> I was like, cause I thought we met him on the train and it really is hard to understand that he's from their district. Yeah. I didn't understand that until the second movie. Yeah. Then it suddenly dawned on me, and I was like,
1: "Oh, yeah." And <laughs> hmm, spoilers, but his his backstory is very, very sad, okay. and you get to understand why he is the way he is. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah, in the books, that's her first encounter with him is him falling off uh, the stage. So even worse, and she's like, "This is supposed to be the guy who's gonna, gonna help gonna me live." Gonna help me live, yeah. and despair <laughs> sure right sure i mean i don't i don't blame him
0: as a child he murdered a bunch of other children to become who he is today and now he's forced to teach other children year after year who then die yeah that's got to suck
1: yeah and i believe he's only maybe 40 jeez oof hard living maybe
0: um yeah yeah that makes sense and so effie has been doing this job do they like rotate them Or has she been, like, assigned the children from District 12, like, regularly?
1: This is her first year, if I recall. Um, Okay. And she was was, like, oh, 12. No, she's, (laughs) all those types of people are from the Capitol. Okay. Got it.
0: So she, like, comes, she does the reaping. She didn't see. I mean, she seemed very cheery about it.
1: Effie is actually one of my favorite characters throughout the series because she does start off as one of the capital people who doesn't because the capital doesn't participate, right? right They just watch yeah So to them it is a game. Mm-hmm. They don't understand there's no consequences yeah. for them and they have been desensitized mm-hmm. to children killing each other sure. right it's so they to her TV show and they live closer to districts one and two mm-hmm. where it's an honor. Right, right, career people, I recall them saying. Right, so she just assumes that everybody thinks that way. mm -hmm. This is an honor. This is, you know, exciting, you know, to represent your home district, blah, 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 whatever. But then over time, as she sees what it really is, she's like, fuck this, what are we doing? Mm Mm-hmm. So, she's got a growth arc happening.
0: She really does. I liked her. It's not that I didn't like her. I loved her style. She's gorge. Um, but she came off as very, like, fluffy, which I assume is going to, like, be the start of her character arc. You know, like, she's she's there to help them dress well and, like, remind mm-hmm. them of their manners. Yeah. And, she's, like, like their know? etiquette coach, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I was kind of like, does she watch these children? Like, does she mm-hmm. see these families just ripped apart
1: every year and she just, like, doesn't care? Yeah, so, like, it's like she's watched forever, but she's never known anybody. Mm-hmm. And so, this is her first games, right? So, she gets to know Katniss and Peta, and then she's like, these are people. Mm-hmm.
0: With families. Yeah. Because and... she sees their fam, like, especially in Katniss's case. Mm-hmm. She watches her little sister get chosen, and then her, like, run out and them crying and being ripped apart by the peacekeepers and, like, this whole scene. That's got to make you go, like, oh, shit. You know, right from the jump. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, these are real people, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it makes good TV or whatever because it immediately makes Katniss famous that she's a
1: volunteer because that doesn't happen. Not, not in outlying districts. Um in, well, sure. Yeah, in one and two. It happens all the time. Because they have the professional, essentially
0: professional child support. Yeah. yeah. Let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a lot more sense now. So she has this journey to kind of go on. Mm -hmm. And her relationship to Hamish is nothing at the beginning. They seem to just, like, be very rankly
1: with each other. They don't understand each other, I don't think. Later on, they become friends got it. potentially more (laughs) wow spoilers Um, Um, well potentially it's kind of left open to interpretation a little bit if i remember right but i could be wrong i I do need to reread the third book before we record that um it'll be all new to me so but if i remember you know but they eventually at least tolerate Mm -hmm. each other so Uh, they really do make like a little found family they do um vibe i was getting yes so um Yeah, Effie like chills out a lot, and Hamish sobers up a bit. That's good. They come to an understanding. Yeah, I couldn't tell from the movie. Do they like already know each other? No. At that point, they don't. She would like know of him. She right. knew of him and I think they meet like once or twice mm-hmm. before because they have to work together to mentor the kids, sure. right? So, but she's not impressed with him clearly. Well, like, yeah, he's a little bit of a hot mess. Yeah. So, and I can understand where she's like. But they're not is not helpful. besties or anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Got it. So, we watch Katniss's sister get chosen in her first year. Poor thing, horrible. Luck. Yeah, her name's only in there one time. I feel like the pin is cursed, <laughs> personally. <laughs> From when it
1: it's chose- not. <laughs> something you want. <laughs> when
0: it showed back up later. I was like, no,
1: leave it there. It's cursed. Like every time This'll protect you? Yeah, it worked great that first time, didn't bad it?
0: That happens. Oh Lord, it was so bad. Um, but we watch her sister get chosen and she volunteers, which I didn't even realize was allowed, but apparently it's a thing. Um and then we see PETA get chosen and they kind of like now I understand a little bit more that they knew each other, but like not Really?
1: They weren't, like, friends? No, not really. So, like, it's, um... It goes into it more in the book, uh, but it's, like, they are in the same grade at school, and they know of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pita is more aware of her, because he's, like... So he has a crush on her. He, he, he really does. He really does. He he um, and they her. don't super go into it in the movie. They kind of gave him, like, a one-liner about mm-hmm. it, but one day at school she sings a song and he's like Mm -hmm. that was you know I just thought about that every day and I watched you walk home and so he admires from afar but Mm -hmm. he is very introverted Mm -hmm. and he and then he also knows about Gail Mm -hmm. and he's just like I don't have a shot and plus they're also from different classes mm-hmm. kind of and his parent he's scared of his parents mm-hmm. so he's like I, I just I'm not gonna say anything so he has a whole like catness complex he does on, like a, a bit a, inner um, life happening yeah and she ha- sees him around mm-hmm. but they don't ever talk she knows he exists mm-hmm. but they're just not like Again, they're not besties or whatever, but mm. he's like didn't really go into it, but he's like on the school wrestling team, he, and he was very strong. And he hangs around that market mm-hmm. a lot, and he um, provides people with flour. Mm. So he's always hauling around these big ass bags of flowers, and so she knows that he's strong, mm-hmm. and she knows that they go to school together. So between that's the, you know,
0: between the two of them, they're actually not. Bad choices, it sounds like, for the... I mean, it was random, but, you know, he's strong, she's a hunter, he's fairly smart, she's pretty smart, Mm -hmm. you know, they're both pretty brave, it seems like, especially her, even more so than him. I mean, you know, he kind of lives a life of, like, fear, just based on, like, his living situation, but, I, I mean, we don't know... I don't know a whole lot about the other kids in their district, but it seems like they have a pretty good shot.
1: Yeah. Even though they're coming from like a losing district. Like, right. Um, well, and Hamish even says that Mm -hmm. in at least the book, if not the movie, I don't remember even though I watched it this morning. Um, but when in the book, when Katniss puts that knife in the table and Hamish says, Oh, did they actually give someone who can Mm -hmm. fight this year? In previous years, uh, yeah, they did not have a shot mm-hmm. at all. Well, when the kid that can be picked can be as young as
0: twelve, mm-hmm. that and you've got them competing against kids as old as eighteen. Is it twelve to
1: eighteen? I think so. That's it's, a a, it's large. seventeen or eighteen. I'm pretty sure it's eighteen.
0: Yeah, that's a very large. Like if you put an eighteen year old against a twelve year old. Chances are the 12 year old is not going to do very well. That seems really mean.
1: I mean, a lot of this I, seems. I was really going to say um, overall. Yeah. Not, very mean. not the most cuddly world. No. Yeah. And I, like, that's another question
0: I have about the. Reaping in mm. the games in general. Like, they picked children. Yes. Right? Did they pick children because it was more
1: heart-wrenching? Like, more of a sacrifice? It's more of a sacrifice, and it also is kind of, like, taking their future mm. kind of thing. That's really fucked up.
0: It is. That's, like, real. I mean, I and it's been going on for this is the 74th one. Mm-hmm. So, 74 times... 23 kids. Uh, maybe not every time was it more kids. than that. More than Oh, cause they had like, I remember I read online somewhere, like some of the games were different, right? So you
1: yeah. would have like more kids. So every 25 different. years they have the different kind of games, which we'll get into more in yes. the next one. Next but episode. But for reference, the 50th one, they had double the amount of tributes. Oh God. So
0: that's like uh, over a thousand kids that we're talking mm-hmm. about. Easy. Yeah. Even if you just like do simple back of the napkin math, like that is a lot of people. I get the impression that a lot of people are still alive in Pan Am, like that it is a Mm -hmm. populous country. Yeah. It's a place, you know, there's a lot of people, but a thousand kids in less than a hundred years. That's a lot of death right there. i mean, mm-hmm. not even counting, like, people who would get, you know, captured and, like, killed or people who starve or people who get sick. Because I'm sure there's a yeah, lot of Yeah, these are illness. just the, the
1: kids that get killed on television. This is
0: wild to me. Like, what a horrible world. I really understand the psychological burden that these children come into the murder game with. Like, even before they start killing each other, mm-hmm. there's a lot of serious... The childhood is not a happy
1: time for these Right, people. And, and they don't really go into it in the movie either, but they also, once you're chosen, they they go pretty hard on keeping an eye on you so you don't kill yourself before.
0: Of course, yeah, because you don't think it's an honor to be chosen unless you're from Districts 1 and 2, so you're probably like, well, I'm going to die anyway. Yep.
1: But that would ruin the game, mm-hmm. right? And it... It would also be seen as an act of rebellion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of rebellion, Mm. (laughs) the government, Mm -hmm. they have a president. Mm -hmm. It seems like he kind of rules by himself. Mm -hmm. There's no like parliament or or
1: Mm, other governing body. So he's kind of like just the supreme. I mean, he's kind of like a king, but they call him the president.
0: He has a lot of power. He, He seems pretty terrible. Not just because of the child murder, but just in general. He seems like a pretty big bully, Mm a pretty terrible person. Is that not, probably not an elected position?
1: I don't believe so, and I think that they go into that more in the prequel book, which I haven't read yet. And that's the one that the movie is. Yeah, the well, the the named? ballad of whatever snake and whatever song, mm-hmm. something I don't know, whatever. Um, I haven't read it yet, but it's supposed to be his backstory. And the reason I haven't read it yet is I don't really care yeah. about his backstory. Sure, um, he's the villain. It's tough with the villain backstory. Situation. I love a, I love a good villain, and I think he is a good villain, mm-hmm. but. I just, it's one of those like I just haven't really gotten around because I don't like overly care about why he is the way he is because I don't I think he's one of the victims of circumstance kind of thing like he grew up in a world where this was yeah the way it is you know and he's in charge of this yeah insanity right? you know like yeah
0: yeah okay so we don't see him <coughs> Mr. President Snow guy. Very much in this first movie. I imagine he plays a bigger role further into the story. Yes, he does. Like, you know, the sort of upper echelons of this government and mm-hmm. society get pulled back like you know we see more of the layers but he seems like very uh it's almost like hannibal lecter in um yeah you know like he, he's not on screen for a
1: lot but when he is you get this like creeping like kind can of. i just say donald sutherland was the choice <laughs> for yeah, that right. oh my like, god like the the voice and everything and in the book he's always compared to a snake mm-hmm. like a he viper
0: very scary yeah he will just like straight up cut a bitch mm-hmm. like he has no mercy well, like, I thought... He can't. No. I mean, sure. Um, And he will just, like, cut you off at the, like, just immediately. Like, oh, nope, you didn't do your job. So, like, not only are you fired, but you're, like, fired out of a cannon into the sun. Like, you yeah. are done. Yep. Um, you know, and I re- that obviously came to a head at the end of the movie mm-hmm. with Seneca, whose name I do remember. <laughs> um But yeah, he just seems ruthless, like to the max ruthless.
1: Yeah, and I mean they kind of showed it in the movie, but when when he drinks, and it's got blood in it, I did not understand uh, (laughs) that. Is because uh, there are rumors around Panem that he has made himself uh, immune to different poisons, Mm. and he's always got sores in his mouth Mm. and stuff, sick. Mm-mm.
0: I was like, oh no, because you know you see like so blood comes out of someone's mouth, and you're like, oh, tuberculosis. Maybe that's just...
1: no. He doesn't have the Doc Holiday problem. <laughs> like, yeah, um, he he has burns in his mouth I... from people so trying very... to poison him.
0: He's very targeted, but also very like defensive of himself. Mm-hmm. So he's a warrior king. Yeah. Even though I don't get the sense that he would like love picking up a sword and like straight up killing someone. He's just ruthless in other ways. Yeah. He seems more like a, uh, the system will take care of you and I will make sure that the mechanisms Mm -hmm. of like, you know, he doesn't want to get his hands dirty, No, but he, and I was shocked when I saw that he had a kid. That's his granddaughter. Granddaughter. Okay. I was like, Whoa, this is a, you know, so I mean, he does have kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was shocked that like, he seemed like he loved his little granddaughter. Um, And, like, he cared about her at least a little bit, and I was like, well, I guess she's never going to die in the games, because she lives in the capital, so it's like, but how can you watch other children her age kill each other? And then you, like, look at
1: her, and you watch her watching that. It was just wild. I I really liked that, though, that when they were watching it, and she was like, I want to be like Katniss, and, and like, you could kind of tell he was like, oh, no, you don't, like, the kids Mm -hmm. don't understand
0: but they're watching it.
1: Because, like you said, she's ah. in the Capitol. She's immune. She doesn't have to ever worry about it. <laughs>
0: this blue... I was like, oh, my goodness. The just, like, the thought of growing up as a child in this society. And obviously, your childhood would be different if you lived in different places. But in general, the experience of childhood mm-hmm. in this culture is, like, very fraught. It made me very anxious mm-hmm. to think about And, you know, for that, like, seven years or, like, eight years between 12 and 18, you know, six, because I'm counting 12 and 18 Mm -hmm. as well, um, that's got to be really fucking scary. And then to watch your siblings go through it, if you have older siblings or younger siblings, like, it just expands the amount of time that you're, like, traumatized as a group of children. And over 75 years, that would be, like, three generations of kids, essentially, if you assume, like, people have kids every 25 years. There's a new generation, that's three generations of children. That means, like, grandparents, kids, you know, children, and then grandchildren. hmm That's terrifying to me. Yeah. So, how old is Snow supposed to be? I, I, got think, to I think he's me. in his 70s. So, he was kind of, like, born.
1: Yeah. Right, post-war? Does that make him, like, a baby boomer, essentially? I think so. I'd have to look into it, but I think he, like, remembers a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to
0: say, like, did he grow up? in like the immediate post war time and I wonder like if
1: that I'd have there. to read that new book, but I like yeah. if memory serves, yeah, he, he might remember like a little bit. So he's like seventies, eighties, so I he's, would like, say. Right at the right age to yeah.
0: have really been like forged at the same time that this new society like
1: he's I think he's forged. old enough to quote unquote understand mm-hmm. why we need to do this yeah, kind same. of thing. And even if he didn't, he would pretend that he did because his job is to like uphold yeah. it. But you think he really buys in. I mean, I don't know. I've only. I always got the feeling reading it that he does buy into it. Mm -hmm. That to him, it is for the greater good. So
0: he's telling the truth when he's like spouting off. Oh, yeah. He believes what he says. Really? Wow. That's so messed up. Um, You know, because I I questioned to myself only having watched the movie. How much do these people. How much are they telling the truth? And how much are they bullshitting? Because there's a lot of bullshit. Mm hmm in this whole... I mean, they're politicians, right? Yeah, exactly. They're politicians, they're celebrities in terms of, like, the children, and they're, like, all faking pretty much everything. So, it makes me wonder, like, everything that comes out of PETA's mouth, I was like, is he telling the truth? See,
1: that's why I was... This is why I couldn't put this book down, Mm. because the entire time, and you know how we both are, we usually guess Mm -hmm. most things, I was always like, wait, is that... the True, like you really couldn't tell, yes. And because the stakes are what they are, it's like, well, I guess PETA could be lying because Mm -hmm. of course he He wants to live, yeah, you know. Um, or you know, I remember even when I was reading it initially, I was like, oh my gosh, like I know Rue's like this little girl, but maybe that's what Mm -hmm. she's gonna do is try and get close to you, and then when you're sleeping, right, that's her only shot to take you out, right?
0: Like you lean into whatever role they try to make you play mm-hmm. because that's your survival strategy, right? Like whatever it's like, like reality TV, but yeah. with death. Um, yeah, you're, they like cast you as the star crossed lovers. Right. So and you better, I liked that
1: the book is told from her point of view. So you're thinking the way that she is. Right. And so every time she overhears PETA with the careers or mm-hmm. whatever, and she goes, wait, but I thought what's real, what's not real. That's a whole big, that's a whole big thing later. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, you just, you don't know. Yeah. I was suspicious of everyone. How could you not be?
0: (laughs) Right? Like, even Effie, even, like, you know, also having no context, I went in and I was like, well,
1: she's from the Capitol, so do we really believe that she's, like, nice? And that's another thing that plays throughout Uh... the series is that not everybody in the Capitol is who you expect them to be, Mm. and there are sympathizers Mm. who think that the games are terrible. That's good. Cinna.
0: Sure. And I wasn't sure about him at the beginning, but he seems
1: really... You don't trust Lenny Kravitz? No. (laughs) Just because
0: I don't trust anyone.
1: I guess. In this
0: whole story, I was like, I don't trust anyone. Because anyone could not be who they say they are. I've slowly, I slowly warmed up to him over the course of the first movie and he does seem, I'm not going to, I mean, I don't know the future, so I'm not going to say like, he's a good guy because I don't know who the fucking good guys are at this moment in time. I mean, I know Katniss is our protagonist, so she's clearly the good guy. I hope her mom and her sister and Gail and, you know, like all the, I hope like those people are clearly the good guys, quote unquote, um, but I don't know. I mean, anything could happen. We could have, like, a Dursley situation. It's a very gray world. Yeah. I. You cannot trust anyone, even the people who, like, serve your food, who dress you, who, like, are they, you know, gossips? Are they out for themselves? Mm-hmm. Are they paid off by someone, like, to do something really bad? You have no idea. And that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of just <coughs> do these kids... Into this world. Because they're not from the capital. They did a really good job of like the stark contrast. In my opinion. Like again visually. Like knowing the movies. They go from like their little houses. Even Peeta, who seems like his house is, like, nicer, um, to this, like, the train and then to the capital. And it's just, like, whoa.
1: I mean, that pissed me off in a lot of ways because I was, like... There's a lot of time where Katniss oh. spends, like, going, what the fuck?
0: Right? Like, how do you people have these, like, huge skyscrapers and, like, I mean, just all of the food and all of the And there are, like, people starving in the same... I mean, it's very, very real, Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the, the 1% like to the dystopian max, mm-hmm. but that was, oh, it made me so mad. It made me so mad when they were like hunting in the forest for like birds and like squirrels just to not starve. And then here are these people were with like, oh, look at this obscene amount of food for four people on this train. And all Hamish wants to do is drink. Yeah. Oh, I was so pissed off. So I think from that sense, they did a really good job. Of, like, even though the movie is a third part, like, a third person, right? Mm -hmm. We're inside Katniss's head. There's no, like, voiceover. Mm -hmm. I think they communicated what she must have been feeling.
1: Oh, yeah. I think think
0: so, yeah. That was really impressive. And I was pissed from the square one. I was like, oh, these people extra suck. Like, more than even just the child, you know, murder Mm -hmm. lottery. They suck. Yeah. Um, And they spend all of this money building this like you know arena of death and like sponsoring like the sponsors were okay let's let's talk a little bit about per- the run-up to the games let's um they get like quaffed a la like evil emerald
1: city <laughs> style because <laughs> that was yeah all i could think of was like the wizard of oz so they get all well part of it up, is attractiveness which is stupid yeah but it's a reality show, right? Let's think. I mean, really. <laughs> it
0: makes me so mad. I just want to, like, grab all the people and, like, shake them and be like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. But couldn't we say the same thing about reality TV right now? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you want to make them attractive first to the sponsors because they're the first people that, like, really can affect mm-hmm. the game, right? Yeah. That they meet before they're, like, sort of put on stage, pranced around. They... Well, even before that, we have the parade of the mm-hmm. champions, or what is that? What it's called? I don't uh, know if that's
1: the right word. The presentation. Yeah, thing, to I that knew that till yes yeah, said that. Yeah. That's okay. Um, which was very like obviously tribute parade Rome. or there something. Go. Yeah.
0: Um, obviously, very ancient Rome, even down to like the.
1: Name of the country. Well, yeah, the name of the country <laughs> and the the um, chariots with the horse. I mean, it was just so... I mean, it's essentially gladiators Pretty and much. so on and so but forth. children. Yeah. Which just floors me. Uh, still, I
0: just, I cannot, like, it is just a Lord of the Flies thing that I'm not going to get over. Okay. This entire time. <laughs> I mean, they're... Fair cold. enough, yeah. Holy fucking shit. Um... I did not realize that I was going to know as many of the young tributes in this movie as I did. I was like, oh my gosh, I know all of these actors. Like, I couldn't believe it. That's where a lot of them started. Holy crap. Jack Quaid. (laughs) Jack Quaid. Um, but I don't remember his real name, but Bjorn from Vikings was the guy, the career guy. Cato. Like, like,
1: uh-huh. He was also in the final girls.
0: Crazy. Eh. Cra- and this, I mean, it makes sense because now we all know who Jennifer Lawrence is and Josh Hudson. So of course, like. Josh Hutcherson was famous before. Yes. But they're all that right age with yeah. like all of the actors that were in these movies and they're like same age group. And now they're all like older and very much more famous. Mm-hmm um so that was kind of cool yeah I was like oh I know him I know her so that was neat
1: Seneca Crane's on Yellowstone now or Is something he? I think I think really it's recognize. Yellowstone because I think I saw I haven't watched that but I think I saw I think that was what I saw a preview for and I was like I'm pretty sure that's Seneca Crane how without the facial hair I don't know that I would recognize it it's those eyes Ah, uh,
0: sure yeah <laughs> Uh, and I have questions about the game master too. So we'll, we'll talk about that a mm. little bit either in this episode or maybe okay. until the next episode. But I have so many questions. This was just like blowing my mind. Um, I will say it's a very well constructed world. Mm-hmm. It's like very complex. All the characters are like very sort of meaty, you know, you like get this very yeah. sense of their like lives and uh, the society that she creates is like very detailed.
1: Or at mm-hmm. least, you know, in the... It is. And especially it. in comparison to some other dystopian stuff that, like, my mind goes to... What was that one that had Shailene Woodley in it? Mm, the only other one I know The these runners, Divergent? Divergent. Mm. That I tried and no. You tried the books? Yeah. And it I was... Tried the movies. I, I tried both because, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah. but... No, because I had so many no. questions about how did this happen? Why is this like this? And and you never get those answers in the books. I feel like this was way, way better done. And yeah. and the characters are three-dimensional. Yes. Yeah. So.
0: And I, I feel like I, even only watching the movies, not reading the books, I feel like things make sense. Like it hangs together as like a story. And I'm like, okay, I don't agree, with the, you know, like this choice, this moral choice, but I understand what, how it got there. Yeah. Like what went into it. So yeah. Like it, it logically, it makes sense. Even yeah. if it's morally horrifying and ethically just totally fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, You know, like I, I don't agree with it, but I understand it. It makes sense to me. Um, so they parade these children who are now essentially about to be murder victims. Mm-hmm. Most of them through the Capitol, and that's just to make people excited.
1: Yeah, that's to, like, show them off, too. So you can also see them in person, like, how big is Cato? How, mm. you know, put together. And, and it kind of goes into it a little bit more in the books, but it's also a likability thing. Mm. So that matters, like, how much... Because that's... Are you going to sponsor someone you don't like? No, I guess not. I are mean, you going to sponsor I- someone you don't think going to win? Like, if you mm. see how... Mosey district three or four, the little tiny kid with Mm -hmm. the curly hair. You really think he's going to win? You Mm -hmm. think he's going to get any sponsors? You see that in person, you're going to go, well, I'm not going to waste my money.
0: And that's where the like, uh, scoring system comes from partly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, this is like the beginning of that.
1: Yeah. So you're, you're, you're kind of scored on like the likability, but also like how lethal you are and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that all factors into people sponsoring you. Got it. Okay.
0: So, the sponsors that are in the fancy crow's nest room
1: during the training. Those are the game makers. Okay. That was a little bit confusing to me because I was... So, So the game makers, like, Seneca Crane is the head game maker. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, he's the one who decides what the arena is going to look like, what it's going to be able to do. Terrible job. Things like that. Mm. Those other people are there to assist him, and they also work together to decide, okay, what makes this person lethal? Mm. How, you know, how do we rate them on a, on a system of whether or not we should be scared of them, Mm -hmm. right? That factors into the sponsors. Got it. So how are the sponsors watching the training or the test? They don't. They so, don't. They don't. Okay. They go off I'm of. Confused. Okay, so it's, again, this is more in the book. So, okay, so the game makers rate you on how lethal you are. Blah blah blah. And then um, the numbers are revealed, right? And then you go see Caesar Flickerman mm-hmm. on his Who was, show. Who's God? I love Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci in that <laughs> wig. I with those teeth. Dying. <laughs> it was dying. Amazing. Um, and in the book. Someone from the audience yells, how did you get an 11? Mm. And she says, I'm not allowed to say. And the game makers chime in and say, like, yeah, they can't talk about what it is. So that's all So that's all hidden. Uh And it's hidden also because then your opponents don't know anything about you. Because it's
0: individual.
1: Yeah. So Katniss gets her score, and all anybody knows is watch out. Yeah. Right. He did something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Somehow. Right. And Peter, Peter got a higher score than expected. Mm. So they're kind of wary of him too. Mm. Right. But when you're a sponsor, you're solely going off of how lethal the judges think you are. Mm. Um, and what you see and, and what you see of them on their appearances on Caesar Flickerman's show in the parade mm. and things like that. And just the general likability. I see. Like okay. when, like when they're on the train and PETA waves and they're all like, Oh my God, PETA, mm. like you're going to die in like a week. Yeah. But Ugh, it's, but so he's friendly. Up. Sure. So you want, you want more for him. him. Yeah, yeah. You want to
0: root for him. Yeah. Mm. This is so messed up. My brain, like, cannot
1: wrap itself around the madness. Yeah, and sponsors can be anybody. You just have to have money because it costs money. Kind of. And this is something that got cut from the movie, and I was actually pretty sore about it. Okay. So, after Rue dies, Mm -hmm. District 11 sends food to Katniss as a thank you. So, anyone, anyone, anyone can sponsor. And all they were able to scrape together to send her was a roll. Ugh but that was, that was what they could afford. And so each thing is like varying mm. expense, right? There's a couple of things she also got in the book that didn't make it into the movie. She had like a pair of um, night vision goggles mm. um, because after the explosion in the book, she really does lose her hearing mm. in the one ear and doesn't get it back until the capital gives it back to her.
0: So they can fix... Mm -hmm. Like they have a lot of technology. They do. They had a lot of technology. The magical like paste Mm -hmm. that like makes her burns heal up, and then later like heals that (coughs) gnarly cut that Peta had. Um, They have a lot of of helpful things. Like there's a lot of medicine, and it's all only available in the castle. Yeah, that is some bullshit. Again, you've got like people dying yeah the, you know in the districts and these people are like oh yeah we could we could probably heal you
1: like you'd, you'd be fine yeah so at the wow. at the end of the games when Katniss and Peeta win they get what is called like a, a full body scrub or something oh, like that and heal. that's yeah and they take away all your scars and they make you pretty again oh, and right. um, you're famous. well and in the book Peta loses a leg Mm. and so he has this really gnarly like um prosthetic that's like top of the line Mm. everything that he can still move basically like a normal leg would be able to because it's well yeah and it's yeah and it's um their capital technology so it's not like they Mm. gave him you know like they didn't regrow his leg well no and they also didn't give him like just a stick Mm -hmm. or something um yeah, so huh.
0: And that it brings up another question I have about technology in the mm. games. Um because, again, I'm only seeing it, like, visually. But, okay, so we have the parade, we have Caesar's show, and he's just hilarious and, mm-hmm. like, amazing, and I love Stanley Tucci. Um, and now I understand a little bit better about the, you know, sponsorship and, like, how that... You really are dependent on that during mm-hmm. the games, or you will, like, starve, you will get hurt, you will get sick. You could freeze. You yeah, could, you will, yep. like, die mm-hmm. if, without the help of people. So they're definitely, like, influencing...
1: Yes, and it's and it's Hamish's job to determine what needs to be sent and to get the donations mm. from the sponsors. So, they showed it a little bit in the movie, but they explain it more in the book, obviously, um, while the games are going on. It's his job to schmooze. I see. And be like, oh, but look, District 12 actually has a shot this year. If only they had... Mm. Whatever. I see.
0: So those gifts, because again, this like really did not translate, I don't think for me in the movie, um, the notes that come with the gifts, I thought all the gifts were from Haymitch.
1: No. But they're not. He's, he gets to include the
0: note. He gets to write the note,
1: but, but from, but the, whoever. yeah. So like the one, um, that comes from district 11, I think it just says, thank you. Mm-hmm. From the people of District 11 or something like that. And that's just what he wrote on the thing. But they chose, we're going to send bread mm. or whatever. But like when um, PETA has his gnarly cut and he's dying from an infection, Hamish is like, we need medicine. And medicine costs X amount of money. So can I raise? So them? I need to raise mm-hmm. this amount of money. And then he'd, but he would have to tell the sponsors, this is going to go towards medicine for PETA. I see.
0: Okay. And then they decide like, yes, I want to give
1: money Mm -hmm. to that or
0: like, no, I don't. Yeah. And then on the side of that, all of the money that's being spent that way, there's also betting. Yes. Because Sinna says that he's not allowed to bet.
1: Yep. They all bet on tributes. Who's going to make it to the end? Who's going to die first? Who will die? How? Who's Mm going to kill who? Mm -hmm. It's really... Disgusting, yeah, yeah. But like, of course, I mean, you have a competition. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's going to be betting. Yeah. Um, How many days will it last? So you can bet. On they they bet on anything. it's like Vegas. Yeah. So you can pretty much bet on yeah. anything.
0: Um. So there's like a lot of money being mm-hmm. exchanged hands here. Um. And I thought it was only amongst the people in the capital, but it can actually be anyone. So do the people in the
1: districts bet? They don't through? have anything to bet. Like I'm sure they. Could but none of them have any money or anything worth betting, you know? That makes sense. And they see it, I mean, unless you're in one or two, they see it as... Like, it's a sad time. It's disgusting. Like, we don't want to bet on it. To the capital people, it's a game. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, it's not. Mm. They wouldn't want to bet on it anyway.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. This is, like, detail that was just kind of glossed over for, you know, like... Yeah. The... The larger story, like mm-hmm. they had to get moving with the larger. I
1: story. mean, for such a small book, it's, it's got packed. a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah it's pat- there's a lot of like layers of sort of things that are happening at the same time, mm-hmm. and you kind of get like a little glimpse of like one or two kind of little bits and pieces. But I was like, well, what's what's going on over there? Or, like, you know, that person made that comment. That sounds kind of weird, or like kind of important. Like, what would your life be like if you were mm-hmm. you know a servant in the president's mansion during this time? Um, crazy. Just wild stuff. Uh, this is where my brain goes. No. Um, so the game masters, they're the people that sit in that cool room that looks like mission control Mm -hmm. and they are, they've built the game as my Mm -hmm. understanding Mm -hmm. in a specific way Mm -hmm. based on the people who are playing. No. So they just, they build it
1: beforehand. Every year is a different arena. Mm -hmm. Um, different challenges. So they kind of showed it a little bit in the movie, but there was one where it was just like, uh, deserted city mm-hmm. yeah where the kid beat the other kid with the rock mm-hmm. with the brick um yeah then there's other times like um i feel like this isn't a spoiler for the first book but i'm pretty sure it's in the first book not the second one i could be wrong if i am my apologies <laughs> haymitch won the 50th mm-hmm. games yeah his arena was like a beautiful meadow weird but the flowers were poisonous. Oh gee, of course. And the squirrels were going to kill you. Mm. Um and then I think there was like a volcano. Like it's just like it's it's just different every time and you never know what it's going to be. So it's like survivor. They put it you is in a different place. And it just played to home court advantage mm. that it was the woods. Yeah. For Katniss. But
0: they had decided that before. They had
1: already decided that. Okay. Somebody is almost always in their element, though. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, because it's. Diverse. Because, you know, looking ahead, there's water. If you're from a fishing district, you know, there's mm-hmm. going to be people who don't know how to swim. Sure. Stuff yeah. like that. So everybody's got some kind of advantage. It just depends what it happens to be mm-hmm. that year. Her year is here. It just happened to be the woods. Yeah, lucky them. Lucky. Ugh.
0: Um, so they develop the the world, the environment ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But it's se- and it seemed like there's a lot of genetic engineering technology that goes into yes. the game. So what are the animals that are put? Like the the bees, the tracker jackers, mm-hmm. and the dogs with the creepy el mutations, goblin, yeah, elk, goblin faces, and ooh, that's different in the book. Oh, they were horrible, but those are genetically engineered animals. Yes, right. Are they genetically engineering them like on the spot? Because it
1: seemed like that the dogs that was different in the books. Okay. Um, that was hella confused. <laughs> in the books, it is even more of a mind fuck. Mm. Uh, so when the mutations, the muts, are coming after, the dogs. Yep. we're talking about this big dog. Yep, they're coming after Cato and Peeta and Katniss. Um, Katniss has a really gnarly freak out because when she looks at them, they look like the tributes who have already died.
0: How'd they do that?
1: They're like kind of werewolfy. They're like half human, half dog. So and they- so she said, like, when you look in their eyes, they look like they have human eyes and they have the same hair colors and all these things. And she's like, those are, those are the people that already died.
0: They're like zombie werewolves. Of yeah. Like, people. So
1: they had to do that on the spot or did they do that? I'm sure they took, the- um, well, the way it's told in the book, it's another, is that real? Mm-hmm. Or is she, she imagining that? Because I mean, we want to talk about a stressful situation. True. Um, yeah. So,
0: so it's even more like the, they are definitely using like the technology and their knowledge of nature and like all that against these kids. It becomes like another challenge. So they're not just fighting each other. They're fighting like the environment that they've been put in, in all senses. The animals yeah. are there to kill you. The plants are there to kill you sometimes, I guess. They'll like, you know, um. The I mean, they they like controlled the fire when she was trying to like run away and not be with the you know, like be around the other kids that were trying to kill each other. And they like set the fire in the forest to like push her back towards the other people. Mm-hmm. They really control like everything, they do
1: to force them to kill each other, basically. But yeah, so I found it in the book. Um. They put their snouts on the horn, sniffing and tasting the metal, scraping paws over the surface, and then making high-pitched yipping sounds to one another. This must be how they communicate, because the pack backs up, as if to make room. Then one of them, a good-sized mutt with silky waves of blonde fur, takes a running start and leaps onto the horn. Its back legs must be incredibly powerful, because it lands a mere ten feet below us, pink lips pulled back in a snarl. For a moment, it hangs there, and in that moment, I realize what else unsettled me about these mutts. The green eyes glowering at me are unlike any dog or wolf any canine i've ever seen they are unmistakably human and that revelation has barely registered when i notice the collar with the number one Uh inlaid with jewels and the whole horrible thing hits me the blonde hair the green eyes the number it's glimmer
0: Mm. so they're basically like sending representations of the kids that the other kids have killed after them yep That's really, I
1: mean, yeah. See, so uh, yeah, see, that's what I mean. It's like it gets even more fucked up in the book, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, whoa. (laughs) But is she still suffering from the like obviously the
0: trauma and the tracker jacker venom makes you hallucinate? Right. We don't know.
1: Mm. So there's no. You really don't know if it's. But I, you know, I take it to to be. She's she's not hallucinating, because I wouldn't put it past yeah. them. It sounds like something that they would yeah. do. Yeah.
0: And it sounds like something they have the technological capability to do. So, like, of course, why would you not do that if you can? Because that seems to be the theme here. Yeah. If you can use it to torture someone, you should. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. mm mm-hmm. um, So, during the course of the games, we see kids who just straight up, like, murder each other. Mm-hmm. And then we see people working together. And so the, like, alliances and things like that were really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the the pack of career kids, the one and the two mm-hmm. pairs, plus, I guess, PETA, you know, he, like, hangs out with them. Or and
1: they didn't really show it, but they're also one of the kids from the tech district.
0: Mm-hmm. Was in that little mm-hmm. pack, in that little group. I the I understand the pack mentality, and I understand, like, the alliance mentality but you know by the end you're gonna have to kill each other Mm -hmm. because only one of you can win so like it was fascinating to me to watch them like gang up on the other kids knowing that they're basically self-selecting the strongest that then they're gonna have to fight each other
1: i mean (laughs) it's like like on the outside looking in it's like that's doesn't make sense but i mean isn't that naturally what People yeah. do, you know, like it's, it's I mean horrible. At like twelve. Because you are thinking, well, at least maybe at the very least I'm gonna make it longer or whatever. And um PETA later explains, he's like, you know, I was just making sure they didn't find you. Sure. Yeah. So he knew or he felt the entire time he was gonna die anyway. Mm. So he's like, I might as well do something.
0: Yeah. And I was thinking in my head, like, maybe you could ask for a a swift death from these people that you're now
1: friends with? Uh, you
0: know, like, depends it on play? which one. Yeah. Like, could you, could you do me a favor and like, you know, make it. Cause
1: clove is like a straight up serial killer. She's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it would depend on like who you could, you know, go to, to be like, could you like, you can win. That's okay. Um, you know, and then of course there's still the, the temptation to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. Like our, like that little, the, um, girl from, I forget which district she is, who poisons, who eats the berries. Foxface I, we saw her earlier in the movie and she seemed to be really good with plants. I don't know how, like, much that's, how much
1: more that's explained in the book, but it seems like she killed herself on purpose. Nobody knows for sure. Mm. Uh, because like you said, she had an affinity for that, but. In the book, it's also that she was stealing food from the careers. Mm. And so she saw PETA picking the berries and assumed they were safe because he was going to eat them. Mm. So nobody knows if it was that, but I personally think she knew.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, who
1: was left? Yeah. Yeah, she knew that, like, she was going to be in. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that.
0: Yeah. So I I feel like, again, we're getting little glimpses of like the psychology of Mm -hmm. of different, I don't want to say strategies, but like, you know, different, what the fuck am I going to do in this situation? Mm -hmm. Because you're in it and there's only a few ways that it's going to go.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, to me, it's like, I wouldn't want to be in an alliance with anybody personally. I mean, yeah, would I'm you, a... would you maybe live longer? Yeah. But like at what cost? And and like, it sucks. I, but I also, I also think about that. It's like, I wouldn't be able to kill a little kid. Yeah. Like unless, unless Rue stabbed me first. Unless like, they were coming for you. Yeah. And even then I wouldn't be thrilled about it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I, you know, you kind of even want to wait it out and be like, can somebody else do that?
0: And is that like, your, like well you read it from Katniss's point of view is that what
1: she's thinking like I'm just not No, she that. she she protects Rue cuz it's like her little sister. Mm-hmm. But she um she goes into the games with the mentality of only one of us walks out. I can't be close to anybody cuz I have to go home. Mm. Um so it goes more into it in the books, but she It's really interesting how she thinks about PETA Hmm. because she's, everything is suspicious, obviously because what's real, what's not real. Is he just saying that to get him more sponsorships? Does he really care about me? Does he want me to think that he cares about me? So I'll get close and he Mm -hmm. can kill me. Yeah. Or, you know, what's, what's his game. And it's really interesting when they're going through training together because everything that he says or does kind of you could see it going either way like Suzanne Collins did a really good job with that because I was like oh shit I I don't know um because then you've got people who pretend to be soft and kind and whatever and then later on in the games they tear each other's throats out right so she's like so is that his strategy then she's trying to remember well I don't remember a whole lot of him from home but he did seem nice but is he really and like things like that so it Oh, it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. And again, I think that translated pretty well to the movie because, I mean, by the point of the games actually happening, I didn't trust fucking anybody. <laughs> Even when Rue showed up, I was like, wait, what if she's evil? What if she's in an alliance with someone who's evil and she's the bait? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I had trusted no one. The paranoia was real. Yeah. Um But I really didn't trust PETA. not only because he was hanging out with the careers. And I was like, well, if he made that choice, like how much could he be on anyone's side? That's not them, Mm -hmm. you know, but also because I she didn't know him. Very well. So mm-hmm. there was like a distance where we as the audience didn't know him very well in the movie. Right. So I like really didn't trust him. And all he was doing up till this point, it seemed like, was trying to convince her to like play along with the star-crossed lover's story because that would help them and i put them in giant air quotes because only one of them was going to win at the end of the day but it was going to help like them do better in the games so like from the beginning he had this concept of like it's an alliance it's an understanding between you and me knowing that only one of them was going to win
1: yeah and in the books they kind of have more of a uh, of a conversation Mm. uh the night before the games and and he's like you know only one of us walks out of here and does that mean that we aren't because like he seems confused in the book like are we gonna have an alliance or are we not and Katniss is just like you know only one of us goes home so no so to his understanding he doesn't expect anything from her but he he I love PETA. <laughs> I love PETA. But yeah, he just, he feels like he's going to die. So he's like, well, I might as well do what I can to make sure she gets home.
0: And she definitely did like not want to leave him and like take care of him. And like, you know, she, she seemed to have a soft spot
1: for him. Mm-hmm. Well, especially as soon as they made that announcement about yeah. there could be two victors. Mm-hmm. Then the it same was district. like
0: just reinforcing. And I'm assuming that was not preplanned.
1: No. That was, like, a thing they did. No, because the game, yeah, the game makers do a lot of things to manipulate the games, mm-hmm. obviously, um, including who interacts with who. Mm-hmm. So it's not really shown on screen, but, like, Thresh, um, the guy from District 11, mm-hmm. and Kato are, like, everybody's expecting one of them to win.
0: Mm-hmm. They're both.
1: Big and fierce. Right. Yeah. Um, But they are forced to fight each other a couple Mm -hmm. of times. Um, And. Yeah. So they kind of try to run people into each other because otherwise it's the natural inclination of most of these people, not the careers, but most of them. Yeah. You're just going to go hide in the tree and yeah. And wait. Right. And someone else falls off and just think, well, if I don't have to kill anybody, I won't. They were going to make you do it. Yeah. So, um, and in that case, they were trying to play up the Starcrossed Lovers thing because it makes good television, right? And then they, but they were like, well, how do we get Katniss and Peeta together if they're going to think only one of us goes home? Mm. They saw Katniss wasn't going to budge on that. So Decided. they were like, oh, we'll, we'll just tell them. Mm that maybe they could both go home and then we get those, those cave moments together. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to yank the rug out from underneath him. Cause they didn't think PETA was going to make
0: it. I see. So they, they thought they were giving Katniss the right motivation to keep yeah. going, hoping that PETA was going to.
1: Yeah. Put... Cause they thought Cato or Thresh was going to take out PETA. Mm. Well, that's not what happened. Because, you know, PETA's got some sweet baking skills, but... (laughs) But that's not going to win a fight. She's not very scary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's not going to
0: win you this fight. Um, so then skipping to the very end, and there's so much more to talk about.
1: I'm so glad we're doing this as a series of episodes. Cause, oh that's, that's why, like, when you mentioned it, oh. I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> no way. Uh, Today on our 10-hour episode, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into. I speak without knowledge, and
0: mm-hmm. this is what we end up with. Um, yay. Uh, so skipping to the end, I want to talk about the bluff, like calling their bluff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So they go in with to the end game, so to speak, with the understanding that they can both win because they're from Mm -hmm. the same district. They're both still alive. They end up the last two standing. And then it's like, JK, you both can't win. There will only be one winner. So it's basically... They wanted them to, wanted them to kill each other. Yep. And it was supposed to be Katniss was going to kill Peeta.
1: That's what they thought was going to happen.
0: I assumed that, but I didn't
1: know that. It was like, did they Which think? every time I read it or I see it, I think truly, how did they like, from their perspective, how did they think that was going to play out to the audience? Because it, cause if I were watching it and you guys were like, Oh, but they could both go home and they could go be happy together or whatever. And then you change it, whether PETA killed himself or she had to kill him because, you know, she would have cried or something mm-hmm. while she was doing it. How could you not? And there's no way he was going to kill her. Yeah. So on and so forth. That, to me, would also spark mm. the idea of rebellion because look what you made them do. You lied. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So it was like, I kind of feel like you guys painted yourself into a corner there. Like, mm-hmm. there was going to be no good solution.
0: Was that part of Seneca getting in trouble? Do you think? Yes. Because yeah, like, he, he like, that that now. didn't
1: get cleared with President Snow mm-hmm. kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Because I knew that, like, him ba- essentially backing down to their threat of a double suicide was definitely not okay. Right. That, I, like, that was the big thing that caused <clears> him <throat> to, let's say... They let him go. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Um, But even earlier than that, like, changing the rules and then changing the rules back seemed like it was not the best decision to make in that moment. Like, he was – they were egging him on – Katniss was egging him on, and he was, like, responding to it. Like, she was playing the game back at him. Yeah. Well, you know – I'm going to call your bluff again and again and again. Like you think that you're manipulating me, but fuck you. Yeah. You know, (laughs) she was a, I mean, what are they going to do? Kill you? It's true. Right. And then that would look bad. Like you said, right. Mm -hmm. You have to like manufacture your death in a particular way. So as to keep face. Yeah. Um, and she was pretty smart throughout the game
1: with like, you know, being manipulated. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wish they'd showed it more in the movie, but Pete is a lot shrewder he's a lot smarter he's funnier Mm. um he's a little bit more complex in the books i would say my
0: dislike of him because i don't really like
1: him you don't i don't (laughs) okay we'll talk about that in a second (laughs) i'm
0: in i'm on team gale here at this point in time sorry (laughs) um but was is that me being biased because i've only watched the movie do you feel like he got an unfair... Do you feel like he got the Ron Weasley treatment?
1: <laughs> where they took out chunks of his character and it made him less right. likable? Yeah. I would say... Because, like, yeah, in the books, he's he's got more of a personality. Mm. For sure. And he's... Mm, yeah, you just get more of a sense that he's a nice, like, mm. actual good person in a world where that's a very hard thing to be. I see. And but I will say at this particular juncture, from what we've seen of everybody, uh, Gail's also a good guy, like
0: a good person, right?
1: Um, and he seems more her
0: speed. Yeah, like more a better fit for her. And this is without me even knowing about the class thing that would keep Peta and Katniss apart, even if they were to actually fall in love. Um, And he seems like he is just like a better provider for her family, which is what she really needs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not even that they're like more similar, that they like, you know, are closer to each other. But like he she was like, take care of my family. And he was like, "Okay, Yeah. Like that is like a do or die, you know person to have
1: in your life without getting into any spoilers <laughs> okay
0: no spoilers i'm gonna eat my words later. i can
1: understand how a person could initially go team gail. team gail yeah if we're gonna go with teams <laughs> here um things change over time mm. for, can... for both of them mm. both Peta and gail become very very different people that's fair they're still good people they're just different mm. And I think it comes down to choices that people make at certain junctures. Classic Dumbledore. Right. It's the decisions you make. It's not. And for me, just going off the first book, I like initially, like if, if, if Katniss had not been reaped mm-hmm. and let's say Gale still didn't get reaped, I think she and Gale would have totally skipped off into the very terrible sunset of living in district 12 together that would have, you know, but to me, as soon as her and PETA got reaped, I was like, well, it has to be him because he's the only person who understands what happened. Sure.
0: Yeah. Like now they have a connection that is undeniable
1: and compared to anyone. Yeah. And so like, I mean, you can go home. Well, and I mean, aside from the whole, like, we got out of this because we pretended to be in love with each other. Like, let's just say that wasn't a factor. Mm-hmm. You go back home and, like, yeah, Gail still cares about you, but, like, you're he's g- never going to understand. Yeah. yeah. And I think PETA also proved that he's much more capable than mm-hmm. people might have initially expected of him. Yeah.
0: That's fair. So, you're going to have to make this PETA case to me throughout the rest of these <laughs> books as we
1: go. I will. <laughs> you don't think you're going to have to? Do you think I'm going to make the case for myself? I don't think I'm going to have to. (laughs) Okay. That's maybe a small PowerPoint, not as like a big one. (laughs) But the other thing that I really liked about the hunger games was it was the only time, the only time I've ever been like this love triangle makes sense. Mm -hmm. I see how this happened. I understand why it happened. Mm. I understand why it's ongoing. Mm. That kind of thing. Um, But I also liked that I could see Katniss just throwing her hands up in the air and being like, I'm just going to go live by myself in the fucking woods. (laughs) Like, I can't deal with anything. Yeah,
0: I have enough of myself. And I
1: really liked in the book particular, I mean, she did it a little bit in the movie, but she goes hard on, that is the least of my problems. Mm -hmm. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. And PETA saying that on the Caesar Flickerman thing... Is the only time it, it like comes up mm. to her, and and she's like, I had no idea. Yeah, and she thinks that he's doing it to like For get people. in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out he wasn't, mm. but he saw it as a way to make her more likable. Mm. So he was going to back he her. He was trying to help her
0: because mm-hmm. he loves her, and I'm putting "loves" in quotation marks because he loves her from afar. Yeah, he,
1: but he never says he loves her. Okay, love is the wrong word. Yeah, he and that was the other thing that I liked. It wasn't like a I blindly love you or anything. He he says throughout the book. He's like, yeah, I had a crush on you, and and you know you're pretty and. Kate, you you seem smart and you can take care of yourself and he likes her for her, but he doesn't love her yet. He doesn't know her. Yeah. He's like, you know, but again, he goes into this thinking I'm going to die. So this person, this one person here who I care about in any, in any type of way, let me see what I can do to help her get home. Yeah. And he knows about her family,
0: obviously. I mean, he knows how much she loves her sister. And he knows about Gail. He knows about Gail because they went to school together. Mm-hmm. So, like, he understands. He even says it. I don't remember if it's in this movie or if it's in the next movie, but he's like, I have no
1: one to go back to. Like, yeah. I have nothing to go back to. So, like, in the book, PETA has uh, his parents, and I think he has two brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like the runt. He's nobody really. And because he's got brothers, they're like, well, it sucks that he died, but like we have yeah, other kids, there's, right? Like, other ones, yeah. He, and his family gives Katniss cookies before mm-hmm. she leaves for the Hunger Games, and they don't really do anything for Peta. Oh man, like they just think he's he's toast.
0: They're just like, like he's dead. To let him go. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, He really thinks he has. He no he PETA really PETA. doesn't okay. feel like his family likes him mm-hmm. at all. So he he's like, you know, I could go home, but like no one's going to care.
0: Yeah. Like why would he be the one to survive?
1: Yeah, when it should be her. Yeah. That's yeah, so he's like, you know, my I have a family, but they don't give a shit about me. That but like your family needs you. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. And then it turns out they both win. Yay.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like
0: Ugh, and clearly so Snow is not happy. Mm-mm. Seneca pays the ultimate price for his role in orchestrating the double victory. Um, he looked hella fucking mad when he was, like, giving them their little crowns of winning. He was pissed. He's like, congratulations. Let me put that on your head a little bit harder. Like, he was mad. So, he was not happy with the outcome of this. So, this is a mechanism of control, it went the other way, yep, in this particular case.
1: It's a spark It needs to be contained more to come. <laughs> yeah. So I am definitely intrigued after I was gonna say, so overall, thoughts, feelings, intrigue
0: i I want to, like see this story through because I feel like this was just the setup, right? This was a new hope of the trilogy. Yes. So we're only just now getting to see. Like we saw the action, but we haven't really seen like the reaction. We haven't seen like the the sort of all of the ripples that are going to come from this pond. Like yeah. it's not falling in the pond. Yeah. Um. And I I have a feeling based on the title of the second
1: book that uh, some shit's going to go down. Yeah, and you know I just, I have to say like I, another reason I wasn't initially interested in these is like I don't care about like. Books that books where it's a fictional world and there's all these politics and stuff. I get confused or whatever, and my mind wanders. But like this was straightforward enough that I could understand it, and I felt involved because mm-hmm. of the way the story was being told. And so, it's not my normal thing, but I really enjoy these. So yeah. even if you're like not into dystopian, whatever. Um, You might enjoy these. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm usually not, I'm not a YA person. I'm not super like a dystopian person. I, cause there's, it just bums me out. It's done so badly so often too. Also that. (laughs) So, you know, I'm always like suspicious and when it's YA and dystopian, I'm like, okay, the chances of this being not good. And.
1: This is one of the only times I've ever understood why the hero is sixteen, mm, right? Because anytime <laughs> we're in like a fantasy world and like our only hope is, is this, this twelve-year-old, <laughs> you're like, why? Who has no idea about yeah. this world? Like, yeah, I don't think so. Like, it mm. it works in Harry Potter, yes, and it works here. Mm-hmm. But those are exceptions. But those are exceptions because yeah. the rest of time I'm like, <laughs> you guys are gonna you're gonna <laughs> trust. Fucking child. High school freshman, really. <laughs> Dude, when I was in high school, I couldn't even keep track of my pens. Yeah, you want me well to like save the world? No. We're all doomed. But it, it it made sense because that's the age group being put into this situation. Yes. And also she's unintentionally doing all of these things. Cause she's like a teenage girl. She's mm-hmm. like, fuck this, fuck the system, blah blah yeah. blah. Like she's just angry. Unintentionally so <laughs> sending a message. Yes. By being herself, she is being a rebel. Yep. But she's not like, I'm trying to be a rebel. She just wants to be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. She just wants to live her life in peace, whatever. And then all this shit happens. And so she reacts to it. And here we are. Mm Mm-hmm. Some
0: shit's coming. So, yeah, I'm... I feel a little bit more knowledgeable now. Thank okay. you. Because <laughs> there were some gaps. There were some holes in my knowledge. Um, I'm ready for the... I'm not ready, but I'm, like, prepared for an escalation.
1: But we'll see, like... Oh,
0: it's going to escalate. How
1: much the escalation happens. <laughs> Throw the gas on the fire before <laughs> the third one, let yeah. me just say.
0: Like, I know that, like, more bad things are coming that, like... It was very ominous at the end of the first movie. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, this is not going to go well. You know, like, the president hates you. He's already, like, killing the people around you, like, because they're in trouble for, like, you living. Oh, it's, it's bad. Uh-huh. It's going to get worse from here. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I kind of hope Snow fights <clears throat> it by the end because I'm ready for him to just lose all of his power in one way or another. And I feel like this is a world where people die. They don't just lose their power or go to prison. Yeah,
1: And that's another thing I liked about the story overall is that people you like don't make it. Yeah. And it's very realistic mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. No one was safe. I didn't feel like anybody. Nobody was safe.
0: Was safe. Um, and I don't think that's going to change from here on no, out. It's not. So, uh, this is definitely, they're pulling no punches. There's no like, Oh, well, we have to keep it. Like anyone is fair game here. Yep. And that's scary. Which is reality. Yeah. That's like a very scarily real thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm ready to jump into movie two. Um, well, let's. That's what we're going to talk about next time. So
1: thank you for... How, how many uh, mocking J's does oh, it get from the you? The
0: movie? I can only talk about the movie itself. Well, yeah. And so I feel like I'm going to give it four out of five. It was very entertaining. There weren't many parts where it felt like it dragged. Um, the story, I think, is well told. There was just that gap problem that mm-hmm. I had where mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Or like, who are these people? Um, I feel like I would have had a better movie viewing experience had I read the book and watched the movie. It's a Harry Potter problem, right? Like they have only two hours. It's
1: it's a lot to cram into a a movie. It's a short book, but it's a lot. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think having that gap of knowledge in the, from the missing the book, some things didn't really land. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they should have like cut them or if they should have like made the movie longer. I don't know what the solution is there, but some things did not work without the additional Jill Cyclopedia context. Um, Happy to help of understanding what the fuck are those people? Who the hell is that? Um, yeah, how does that work? Uh, yeah, I needed a little like companion to the movie to really. gosh you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good. It was better than I remembered it being when I thought I had watched the whole thing. Um, it was better than I remembered I thought I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I actually paid more attention. I was like, oh, this is much more complicated than I thought. Um, and way darker than I thought. Like, I knew it was going to be dark, but it was, like, even darker than I thought. Mm-hmm. So, that's intriguing for future madness, like, continuing to go down this, like, you know. Yeah. Horrible yeah. How do you feel about the movie as a representation of the book?
1: I'm going to go ahead and say I would also do four Mm. because I understand certain things have to be cut. Things have to be altered. Mm -hmm. You're going to cram all this wealth of information, this world building. I think it follows the book pretty, pretty closely. And I think they put the budget where it should be Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, Like, it wasn't overdone with the special effects, but you got the idea of the world and and things like that. But there were things that did get cut that I don't think should have been. Mm -hmm. So,
0: there was important stuff missing. I think. From your, like, book knowledge perspective. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, you can say that about any book-to-movie adaptation. Um, And the movie was already, like, two hours-ish. Even a little more, I think. Yeah. So, it's like... I understand that they had to draw a line somewhere. Otherwise you're, you're getting into Lord of the Rings territory with like a three hour movie. And considering the audience that was interested in it at the time, they're probably not going to sit through a three hour movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I felt like the casting was pretty good. We always like to see a Hemsworth Mm-hmm. and a, a,
0: a Hemsworth with a die job. Yep, that was I was like, "Whoa, wait, he's blonde." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and and an American accent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I wish American he did accent. very well. He did. Um, Yeah, and I think they they did a good job with the casting. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, you know. Um, yeah, overall, it was an enjoyable experience. Yep, which is terrible to say about a movie about child murder. Yeah, that's you know, you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> you know, what same I mean. page. Yeah. Um, so now I, I want to know more. Well, let's go find out more. Yeah, I'm ready. So we'll be back with our conversation around the second book and movie, which is Catching Fire. Um, more spoilers to come. And now I'm like really in territory where I have no idea what's happening. So be ready for a lot more questions for me. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So until then, uh, take care of yourselves. Give children a good childhood is what I feel like I learned from this first book. It's like, damn, I never want to do that.
1: Um, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.